0: Welcome to the Way Church. We're glad you're joining us for today's message. For sermon notes, service times, and more information, check us out online at thewaychurchva.com. Now, let's join Pastor Matt Rothy with this week's message. If a fight broke out, I'd want him on my side. I mean, the Bible says he's the kind of guy who would swing first ask questions later. The bad guys confront Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. Peter doesn't think twice. He swings his sword and cuts off a guy's ear. That's just who Peter was, bold. When Jesus calls him to be his disciple, he hops off his fishing boat and he goes right away. When Jesus asks him, Peter, who do people say that I am? He doesn't hesitate, he answers. Some say you're this, some say you're that. But me, I say you are the Christ. And Jesus said he was gonna die. Peter blurts out, never! That's just who Peter was, bold. Of course, until he wasn't. Jesus is arrested, Jesus is accused and stands trial for his life. And where's Peter? Peter runs. Well, actually, Peter does follow Jesus, but Peter follows Jesus on his own terms. Peter is accused for following Jesus, and Peter denies it like he's the one on trial for his life. The big, burly fisherman who boldly wields his sword is afraid of a little servant girl who accuses him of being a Christian. You see, that's only the start of Peter's problem. After the rooster crows the third time, Peter's eyes meet the eyes of the Son of the Living God. And Peter, big, bold Peter, faithful follower of Christ, he realizes he not only deserted his friend in his hour of need, he deserted his Savior. And big, bold Peter goes outside and cries. As Peter wipes his eyes and sniffles his nose, he wrestles with some significant questions. Does he love Jesus? Is he a follower of Christ? Is he worthy to be one? Is he the person he thought he was? And then it hits him. For the very first time in Peter's life, it dawns on him. Peter had made his following of Christ all about Peter. And following Christ, it it isn't about you. As Peter walked back home on Good Friday, Peter begins to understand that following Christ has nothing to do with what Peter wants, with what Peter does, or with who Peter is. Following Christ has everything to do with who that man is, that man standing on trial wearing a purple robe and a crown of thorns. Following Christ is all about who he is and it has everything to do with what he is doing and what he says. Look, I'm glad that scripture records this part of St. Peter's faith journey. We get to see Peter wrestle with an enemy that most Christians don't really even think about and don't at all like to talk about. Sure, I mean, we think about the devil being bad. We think about moral evil in the world being, well, evil. We talk about those people who commit those atrocities. But the moment Peter realized that following Christ is not about Peter, the enemy that Peter is forced to reckon with is himself. The enemy isn't those who dragged Christ away. It isn't Judas. It isn't the Pharisees who arrested Jesus. It's not the Roman guards who beat him. And it isn't the devil. The enemy is Peter. How so? Up to this point, Peter defined what it meant to follow Christ on his own terms. Oh sure, I'll come when Jesus calls. Sure, I'll swing when I'm feeling heroic. Oh sure, I'll confess His name when my disciple buddies are all around me. But stand tall. Proclaim his name when it might cost me something. When non-Christians, they're the ones who might have cost me. Then Peter says, I won't follow so closely. Peter made his Christianity about him. But Christianity isn't about you. I'm sorry, but the Christian faith, it's not something that you or I can do on our own terms. If you try that, if you try to make your version of Christianity about you, what you do, what you say, what you think, how you feel, you'll be practicing something. But what you will be practicing is not Christianity. It's spiritual instability. It's spiritual instability because you are in no way standing on the firm foundation of Christ, his promises, his word, his forgiveness, his love, none of it. You're relying on you, yourself, your mood, your boldness. Tell me, what happens when your mood is lower than high and your eyes are filled with tears of shame? What happens when your boldness is less than more and that makes you feel like the life you're living doesn't have purpose? What happens to your spirituality then? What happens to the state of your faith? At best, it stagnates. At best, you have a sort of sluggishness about your spiritual walk. But at worst, your faith dies. Your faith dies, and so do you. But that's what makes this post-Easter conversation so crucial and so special between Jesus and Peter. It's more than a week now after Easter. It's more than a week since Jesus appears and shows himself to his disciples. Now, Peter He's still wrestling with those deep, meaningful questions. He wonders Do I actually love Jesus? Am I his follower? Am I worthy to be his follower? Am I the person who I thought I was? Peter does what he's always done, and he goes fishing to do some thinking. Of course, he's out all night and he catches nothing. That morning, a man appears on the shore and haunts Peter by asking him, Hey, you catch anything? Rolling his eyes, Peter replies, No, nothing. Why don't you just cast your net on the other side, the man says. Peter rolls his eyes even bigger this time, but he does it. Peter casts his nets that way anyway. Wouldn't you know it, Peter catches A net full. There are so many fish in the net that it should have broke, but it doesn't. Peter knows who it is. Peter hurries to shore, and when he arrives, there's already hot coals and fish on the fire. After the meal, Jesus says to Peter, Let's talk. And here's what happens When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my sheep. Then he said to him, Follow me. Three times, Three times, due to self-interested, self-centered pride, Peter denied Jesus. And you want to know what Jesus did about that? Three times. Three times, out of self-sacrificing, self-giving, selfless love, Jesus restores Peter. (laughs) And did you notice (laughs) Did you notice what is fascinatingly missing from the exchange that Jesus and Peter shared on the seashore? It's Peter. Peter's missing. There's no conversation about Peter. There's no dwelling on Peter's poor past performance. There's no dwelling on Peter's lack of personal loyalty. There's no mention of what Peter did. Why? It is forgiven. That's why. This is a come to Jesus moment. Jesus says, come here, Peter. I am giving you my love. No hoops to jump through, no red tape. Here it is. It's for you. What I did is for you. What Jesus does is lift Peter out of his self-focused relationship with him. He says, follow me, Peter. Jesus gives Peter and forgives Peter for self-defining what it means to follow Christ. And Jesus shows Peter what following Jesus is all about. Following Christ is about receiving from Christ and giving like Christ. First, following Jesus is about receiving from him all that he gives to you and to me. Look, we don't become a disciple by deciding to follow Jesus, but we are made to be a disciple by receiving from Christ the gift of his love, which he gives to us. As one author put it, we don't become disciples by deciding to follow. We become followers of Christ by his choice to kill us so that our lives are no longer our own, but his. He unmasks our souls precisely in order to show us there is nothing there of which to boast, but much to lament. Our whole lives then become lives of repentance, dying to ego and rising to the great I am. First and foremost, following Christ is about receiving from Jesus all that he gives to you. And second, following Christ is about giving like Christ. Look, Jesus doesn't put Peter on spiritual probation. Instead, Jesus recklessly gives the recovering egomaniac the keys to his car. (laughs) The once unreliable friend is given the noble responsibility of feeding and leading and caring the precious souls for which our best friend died. Jesus says, Peter, freely you have received. So freely give. Following Christ is about giving like Christ. Feed my lambs, take care of my sheep, feed my sheep. These are Jesus' words to Peter. Feed my people the sweet and savory dish called the forgiveness of sins. Take care of my people by caring for their eternal souls. Feed my people the bread of life that sustains and satisfies and strengthens like nothing else can. That's what following Christ is all about. It's about first receiving the goods, receiving the goods from Christ, and then giving them all the way, giving them all the way constantly, joyfully, and boldly, because they cannot run out. Christ's gifts to you cannot run out. If you try to make your faith something that you can do on your own terms, if you try to make your version of Christianity about you, <laughs> what you do, what you want to do, what you say, what you think, how you feel, look, you'll be practicing something. But what you'll be practicing will not be Christianity. It'll be spiritual instability. Spiritual instability because what you're standing on is in no ways the firm, and sure foundation of Christ. You're relying on yourself. And if you are the thing that you rely on, the enemy of your ego will come roaring back and attack again and again and again. And either you're going to end up a self-righteous narcissist high on your own lie that you keep telling yourself about how good you are, or you'll end up broken. You'll end up broken because you realize you are imperfect. Self defeated, you'll become a shell of the person you envisioned yourself to be. That's where Peter found himself. That's the, the question that Peter was forced to wrestle with. Will he look to himself and end up either broken or boldly self absorbed? Or will he look? to his Lord, to his God, your Savior and ours. Thankfully, in moments like this, Jesus comes. Jesus comes and he brings it and he fixes our eyes on him. Not once, not twice, but thrice. Jesus grabs Peter and says, look at me, Peter, and tell me, do you love me? And know, Peter, that beyond a shadow of a doubt, I love you and I forgive you. Now follow me follow me peter not you and not once not twice and not even thrice but again and again and again jesus does the same for you he does the same for me to weep and to cry bitterly over our weakness our fears our shallowness our misplaced confidence and our heroic ability to stand strong it's actually a gift of god It's a gift of God given to us when our souls are exposed in episodes of failure. All our pretense is shattered. All our Peter-like chispa is crushed. And we realize, not only did we not know Jesus, we didn't really even know ourselves. But in him, and in his forgiveness, we know him. And therefore, we know exactly who we are. We are Christians. You are a follower of the King. We are Christians. We are little Christ. Being a follower of Christ, it, it's not about you and it's not about me. After the resurrection of Jesus, our Lord showed Peter and he shows us that being a disciple has nothing to do with how strong we are, how committed we are, or how holy our eyes, lives look to be. Now, being a disciple is about losing everything and then receiving infinitely more in the God who gives life to the dead. And then, being a Christian is about giving it all away. Being a Christian is about expanding the king's kingdom by giving the gifts of the king. Being a Christian is about you expanding by simply giving that which you have already received and you cannot run out of. That's what Peter did. You ever notice that, (laughs) that after this moment, yeah, you hear about what Peter did, but you don't hear much about Peter himself. (laughs) Why? Because Peter got busy. (laughs) Peter got busy feeding sheep. Peter got busy caring for God's people. Peter, in the humble strength of the Lord, led a group of Christians after Jesus' ascension. Peter, in the power of the Spirit, not in the power of Peter, stood up and on Pentecost preached to 3,000. And from those, the Christian faith exploded. Today, it's reached more than 2.5 billion people worldwide. Why? Because for the first time in Peter's life, Peter stopped following himself and he started following Christ. It makes me wonder, What if you started following Christ and stopped following him on your terms? What if you started following Christ by receiving from Christ and giving like Christ? How many others might follow him because of you? My friend, do you love your Savior? Yes? Then feed his lambs. My friend, do you love your Lord? We're supposed to just know that you love him? Take care of his sheep. My friend, do you love Jesus? Look, I know that you love him. So feed his sheep. Amen.